All right. Hey, guys. Uh, welcome to Tea Time with the Big Dogs. Um, I'm uh, Big Dog Ethan. And I'm Big Dog Jay. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, we still got to work on the timing on that, so it's not like an awkward pause. But anyways, yeah. Hey, guys. Um, we so, can yeah. Re- we can restart it if you want. No, oh, no, we don't have to, man. Yeah, well, we can just keep this going. It's fine. I'm not uh, not too worried about that because not... This isn't supposed to be something that's like uh, super duper professional and clean, yeah. you know. It's sorry it's about that. The awkward. pause was because I had a little sip of uh, sip of my tea in my. Uh, no, in hey, my don't worry about it. Yeah. Like I said, no, I probably shouldn't even call yeah. it out, but I'm just yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm drinking a peach apricot uh, green tea today. Peach? Oh, oh, no caffeine, huh? No, no caffeine in this one. Hmm. Yeah, I'm drinking a, uh, it's a vanilla spice tea. It's like, uh, um, it, I was really attracted to it because it said on the box there's a lot of caffeine in it, and I'm a total caffeine junkie. Uh, so, yes, yeah. Yes, you are. I'm a, My doo-doo pounds seven grit- Mountain Dews a day. Gosh. Um, yeah, there's a, there, <laughs> that's not actually true. We're just going to throw that out there. That is not actually true. Um, there was, I was in a health class uh, my freshman year of high school, and so yes, one day, one day, yes, I I actually did drink some Mountain Dews because I was a crazy, crazy freshman, um, and I told that to one of the other guys in the class, and randomly one day during class, he just blurts out like this is like in the middle of a teacher a teacher's lecture, this kid just blurts out, Ethan drinks seven Mountain Dews a day, and. <laughs> The teacher just, yeah, the teacher just like, he gets like, um, what's the word? He's stupefied. He is like in utter He's shock. Flabbergasted. He's bewildered. Flabbergasted. That's a better word. Flabbergasted. Yeah, flabbergasted. <laughs> He's flabbergasted. And he just stares at me for a good five seconds with his mouth wide open. And then he goes, Ethan? Is this true? Seven Mountain Dews every day? No, 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 no. Like that, that's not true. Ethan, I am seriously concerned about you if you're drinking seven Mountain Dews a day. Like that is unnaturally healthy. Like I am very concerned about you. And then he just, of course, he was so concerned that he was so concerned, but then he moved on to some other random topic uh, for class because I guess class is more important than students' well-being. Now, Ethan, will you uh, please tell me where you were on, uh, let's see, Tuesday night. Where were you on Tuesday night? Oh, well, that's a good question. I think I should be asking you the same thing, Jay. Uh, yeah, uh, we actually saw one of our teachers there at the concert, uh, but we were at uh, uh, we were at the Cage the Elephant Beck concert. It was their night running tour. Uh, Beck and Cage the Elephant teamed up um, uh, to create one song on their uh, on the new Social Cues album by Cage the Elephant, um, and they've been touring around the. Uh, I think they're touring around the United States. I think they're going up to Canada for a couple of shows. Um, but yeah, they're performing together, and they also have a really. Um, they got a couple of different bands that um, that've been joining up with them too for the tour. Um, we were fortunate enough to have uh, Wild Bell and uh, Spoon. Uh, in St. Louis, and yeah, it was a, 
well, yeah, it was quite the concert. I thought. I thought it was an. I've only been. It's the only concert I've been to up, uh, so far. But I thought. Of, I thought it was a. Uh, yeah, I thought it was one hell of a time. Yeah, it was a blast. I just wasn't um, feeling super well throughout the whole thing because there were a lot of smokers there and cigarette yeah. smoke. Um, Pot uh, smoke. Yeah, and just, it, just really, yeah. just really like a lot of um, a lot of uh, uh, smoke and steam from. Um, like nicotine products seem to oftentimes make me mm. nauseous. Lots of times cigarette smokes more so though. Um, mm. Yeah, like when people well, yeah, blow out their yeah. vapes, that oftentimes just gives me like a bit of a headache. But yeah, mm. um, cigarette smokes can cigarette smoke can really make me real nauseous. So I had a rough time. I didn't get to see most. I missed most of Cage the Elephant's performance, but I saw all of yeah. Wild Bell. I saw all of Spoon and I saw most of Beck. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah, I just felt bad. You had to miss a lot. Most cage the elephant because uh, they had. I had to say, I mean, I I have my complaints about Matt Schultz as a, as the band's front runner. I thought he, uh, I like I like his energy, but I mean, sometimes he just yeah, he kind of had a time. It felt yeah, his shtick was too too much. Being a front man, it was a little just, bit cringy. It was yeah. cringy. He felt kind of douchey, and he also felt really pretentious up there too. Um, yeah. I mean, it was kind Which, of fun again, though. Like oh. his um, his chemistry with Beck when they were on stage together, you could tell it wasn't oh anything my. that was too like uh, amazing. But the way that they like played off for some reason, it just felt so like down to earth. Even though like yeah, even though this uh, this guy is totally like up in the stars with his little shtick, it somehow felt down to earth. It was like when you talk to one of your yeah. Uh, crazy friends at like an awkward scenario at a party. It just kind of felt oddly relatable. Yeah, well, on top of, I don't know. I just like think of it as opposites attracting. I think Beck Beck had a very um, had a very calm, relaxed presence on stage, and I I honestly like that better for the concert. I thought um, he had this very calm, relaxed, uh, grounded uh, presence on stage, and uh, yeah, because Spoon kind of did Schultz. too. Yeah, Spoon had that same kind of presence too. I thought the uh, I keep forgetting his name. I don't let me look him up again. Um, Spoon was a great performance. Honestly, yeah, I would argue Spoon was probably the best performance there. I've been uh, ever since the concert. I've really been listening to a lot of their stuff on Spotify. Which, by the way, I can't remember if I told you this or not. Um, I went against my. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess did. for those you who don't know, you went against your morals. Your uh, whole. Um, yeah. Yeah, you went against your your morals, and you downloaded Spotify Premium. Yeah, I got Spotify Premium. So, um, for those who don't know, I'm a I'm a big uh, CD enthusiast. Um, not vinyl, like a lot of uh, um, I won't say a lot of people, but Hipsters I'm not like part of like the yeah, exactly. I'm not I'm not part of like the whole vinyl crowd, but I am a big fan of CDs because I I do like to ensure that whenever um, I spend money on any kind of music, then I'm going to own that. And if I uh, um, if I lose or break that album that I know is my own fault, not to the fault, and it's not the fault of, um, of a uh, some other corporation that owns the music and it's just streaming it to me. Um, which actually, that's my my main issue with Spotify and all music streaming services is that um, whenever, if for whatever reason, and there is a small chance that uh, it's a very small chance, but in the chance that they. Uh, that they go under in that event that they go um, they go under or they go bankrupt, you lose 
all of your music. Um, if you can imagine spending $10 or $15, $15 a month, oh my gosh, my voice is cracking this late at night. If you can imagine spending $10 to $15 a month um, for 10 years, 15 years, and then suddenly the company goes under because Facebook has another one of these uh, 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 data leak scandals or whatever. Which then, we'll be talking about in the future. Yeah, which we, we do have to talk about that in the future. But if something like that happens, you've basically wasted your money and, and you don't get to own that music again. Um, which is, a uh, yeah, it's my only concern about streaming services. Um, not so much with movies and TV shows like on Netflix because you only really watch those once for the most part. Um, but um, but even then, like uh, like if you look at like what's happening with The Office on Netflix, like they're taking that off um, in about a year or so, um, and that's an ep- that that's a series that everyone likes to rewatch because it's it's something that's so um, you always find something new whenever you rewatch those episodes again. Um, but anyways, yeah, that I guess I'm going on another tangent there. But anyways, so I got Spotify Premium. I've been listening to Spoon a lot on there, and yeah, they are. Uh, they're they're a really good band actually. I love their uh, the Kill the Moonlight album from two thousand and two. It's it's uh, man, it's 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 killer. When I was uh, up there, maybe... I felt like I was transported to the nineties. When I was sitting sitting there yeah. listening to Spoon, I, I really felt yeah. like I was transported to the nineties, and I really loved it for some reason. I usually look at the nineties and I think of like cringy emo kids, um, people mm. trying to like. Um, have this weird hip hop phase. Like we're definitely gonna look back at um, modern times because modern times kind of reflect the '90s a little bit, like where we're transitioning mm. back to the '90s and early 2000s mm-hmm. with mumble yeah. rappers, like really bad rappers and mm-hmm. um, pretty like emo people. But we're also we're, we're making that stuff a little bit less cringy, a little mm-hmm. bit less cheesy, and a little yeah, bit exactly. better. But yeah. We we, yeah. we have not progressed too far out of the nineties yet. Out of the nineties, yeah, exactly. And I don't know, I yeah, I mean, Spoon, they really, it's so weird because like they're, um, yeah, it, it, I don't want to. They have this like they have that I they have like the sound of like a nineties rock band or a two thousand of an indie rock band from like the late nineties early two thousands, but it still feels somewhat different. I feel like there are hints of. Um, there are hints of like you know the more psychedelic sounds and um, right yeah but right it yeah, kind I'm of reminds of like me one... of what I would call like timeless music like the music that you can t- like you can tell it's older but at the same time you could also produce the exact same song in a modern age and yeah like, it would hey, still be yeah, it... it sounds it sounds like it isn't super dated or anything um, exactly I'd say like oh, a especially... lot of what's on. Um, one of my favorite albums, and I think one of your favorite albums as mm. well, um, Supermodel by Foster the People. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that that's also another album kind of like that too that's that's out in 2014 as an indie um, mm. record that, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it just has mm. some sounds in it that are pretty pretty dope and pretty timeless. and just Yeah, yeah, it. especially, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think of songs like Fire Escape and... Um, um, what other song was it? Um, coming of age feels feels pretty pretty sweet. Yeah, maybe coming of age. I um, I was thinking 
it was weird. Pseudolog, pseudolog. Oh my gosh, I can't pronounce this one. It's a mm. pseudo, mm-hmm. pseudolog. It's the fifth track on that album. Uh, you can look it up if uh, uh, if you're really interested. Um, that yeah. one had like a. Uh, uh, it, it felt very like that was one that kind of felt very modern, but you could almost imagine like uh, uh, you could almost imagine that they were using like synthesizers for like the 1970s to create these very weird and trippy. Um, oh yeah, when uh, they were performing it trip- live, Mark had all these like colorful um, psychedelic lights going on over him. It was so cool. Mm. They had such a great yeah. stage presence. They felt like they were really connected to the audience, yet they, they felt kind of, they felt oh. both very confident yet humble. And oh. yeah, and, and it was just so interesting because it just kind of felt like he was he was himself, but like a little bit more of a confident, more confident version of himself up there. I'd say oh, probably. Okay. That's cool. Hey, speaking of speaking of Foster the People, did you watch their new music video? No, it came out on my birthday. I saw your. Uh, I saw your. Um, yeah. I, I yeah, heard I the song you. because uh, Allura was actually playing a playlist of it when we were hanging out today. A uh, play a uh, playlist oh. on Spotify and um, Imagine came up. But I didn't get to watch the music video for it yet, which I saw you send to me. So I'll make sure to do that either tonight or tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. I, I, I yeah, I don't know what to feel. I, I don't exactly know how to like rate music videos. I think music videos, for the most part, they you just kind of do your own thing with them, and mm-hmm. uh, sometimes. When, but I, I thought it was interesting. At least I thought it was. I, I thought it was decent. I think Houdini is their best music video. I mean, yes, the CGI falling set and crumble mm. is a little bit cheesy but other than that i think it's an absolutely fantastic music video that talks about that kind of like symbolizes yeah. in a different way like artists kind of selling themselves mm. out and becoming puppets for the for the big yeah. producers who make the music for mm. them and kind of tell them what they have to be yeah no i get that yeah i am um, uh, um i uh yeah, what I will say, what I liked about Houdini was I liked that it was a music video that connected with the song itself. I, f- I find like a lot of these music videos, they just kind of like, I think just like hired a director just to film a bunch, a bunch of these nice looking shots and just kind of edit them all together and then put it to the, you know, then slap the music on and you're done, right? Um, but I like that one because it actually, <clears throat> it, it was concretely connected to the lyrics of the song, which that's that's what I really liked about that. But I will say I am torn between that one and um, okay, I need, I gotta look up the title of the song, Pseudologia. Uh, Fantastica, uh-huh. right? Is that how it is? I think so. Uh, let me check here. Pseudologia Fantastica. That's it. Pseudologia Fantastica. Um, yeah, I love the music video of that the music video of that one just because. Um, it looked like they used the same artist. Um, they had the same artist for like uh, the Supermodel album. I actually draw all the animations for that video, I think. Um, let me double check just to be sure I have that down right. And if they didn't have the same artist, it certainly looks a lot familiar to that guy's, uh, to that guy's style. Man, do we love Foster the People. At least I know I do. Yeah. Okay, so I do. Okay, so I think it was a different guy. I think we animated the video, but nonetheless, I still I love the animation in that video. I thought it was yeah. I think it's pretty cool. Quite, 
Yeah, especially for the most, especially you don't really see a lot of animated music videos anymore. It's really, it's all like a bunch of these live action videos um, with a bunch of these flashing lights just being shined into the, just yeah. being flashed into the, uh, into the camera to get that sort of, uh, um, uh, to get that sort of like, I don't know, J.J. Abrams uh, lens, <laughs> lens flare looks. Gosh, my voice keeps going. I got to drink some oh, more gosh. tea. Oh, gosh. Star Wars episode, this is what it, t- uh, episode 9. Please be good. I swear. Please be good. What? Did, you, did a new trailer come out or something? No. No. I just, oh, just, I just don't feel any connection to this, uh, to this trilogy that's out. I felt like The Force Awakens opened up a lot of doors, but The Last Jedi just kind of was like, I'm just going to slam each each and every single one of these doors um, and yeah. burn, burn the room inside to the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, <laughs> so you mentioned burning, so I was like, uh, what was it that Yoda said in, in The Last Jedi? I forgot. Oh, yeah, he uh, was like, Page Turners, they were not. And after he, like, uh, burned down the Jedi temple with all their scrolls and everything yeah. inside of it. Man, I yeah, exactly. Fan, yeah. yeah, I um, well, yeah, say, uh, I was like a diehard Star Wars fan, but I mean, I like the movies, and I certainly like playing. I certainly like playing the video games. Um, but that's about as far as my uh, passion got for Star Wars. Um, but I um, yeah, I don't know what to think of Star Wars. I think uh, um, I really uh, yeah, I keep going back and forth on the Last Jedi because in one sense. I I love what they did with Rey and Kylo Ren. I thought their relationship was very interesting. But at the same time, I, I just can't believe that Ryan Johnson thought that this whole like that whole thing on Cantobite was actually a good idea. Like that was gosh, that was like when I was watching it on Netflix, like after I saw it in theaters, um six months later I'm watching it on Netflix and I'm like, oh gosh, like I could I could I couldn't even get through it. Because like the whole thing on Canto Bite was just awful, um, it it got to the level of like, it got to the level of uh, <clears throat> of a uh, Padme and Anakin, uh, like that whole like uh, um, I don't like, like all those uh, Roman bits. It's coarse. Yeah, that. And rough it gets <laughs> and everywhere. Yeah. Like everything here. It's smooth. But not like you, Padme. <laughs> just. Looks at oh, her. Looks gosh. at her boobs. Oh, well, I just I thought it would be a fun idea to read each other's tweets and to kind of react and reflect upon them. So. We're going to pick and choose a couple of each other's tweets from recent history. I know that I tweet more often than Ethan. Um, yeah. It's definitely, it's, definitely, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a bad thing, but at the same time, I'm not going to stop myself because Twitter is um, the therapist I never had. So, um, Hey, man, you know, I appreciate it. Okay, I, yeah, don't, I don't need – okay, I don't need a therapist. I just think getting my thoughts out on Twitter is like just sometimes what I, what I just want to do, so I do it. Hey, exactly. That's the best way to do it. Speak your mind, buddy. You have any of mine pulled up right now? I'll go. I'll go into your Twitter. Oh, 
Yeah, sorry, I thought you were uh, I thought you were gonna read mine. Uh, yeah, I got a few. Yeah, let me find one here real quick. All right, here we go. <clears throat> J. Judah, August 1st. The government deserves no privacy. We need clear transparency on all ends. Citizens deserve more privacy. It's not the other way around. You gotta like snap your fingers like I'm at an open mic night, man. Beautiful. I just read a poem. Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, no, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I think we are. Um, we've certainly been dealing with that a lot lately about um, um, about what needs to be kept secret from the from the public and uh, um, and certainly uh, <clears throat> how much pri privacy we need to um, and. Uh, uh, We've been discussing like what the government needs to be sharing with us and, and what the government needs to stop looking into in our own lives, right? Um, especially with, again, recent scandals with uh, uh, with Facebook data scan uh, with the Facebook data thing. I guess it's not really government though. That's more private corporations messing up. But again, that's a different story. We'll hopefully get into that um, at a later date. Yeah, I'll just give um, a little commentary on that right now. Um, I once yeah, heard, I, I don't, I'm not sure who I heard it from, but I, I kind of thought this was somewhat a good idea of what I heard is that we, um, is that, uh, the, the modern mainstream left used to always talk about, or always talks about how big business is definitely a very scary thing that needs to be regulated. And then the, the modern of recent, right. Um, or like for a while has always talked about how big government is something scary. But I mean, just kind of look at that theme there, which is that these big, mm. these big entities as a total, as a whole could um, quash us because of the fact that it's something that's holds so much um, value and power. And we just need to keep checks on everything that's big everything that puts itself out in the public like that to control what we have our products our mm. um, resources our goods but yeah okay so that's my mm. quick commentary on that all right okay so i have a tweet from you which is a reply to me you are legally not allowed to say Yep, blood, bloke, until you are 19, so go crazy. The uh, uh. censored words there were bloody blokes, because uh, <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> I uh, tweeted uh. out, I'm 19 today, you bloody blokes, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that reply, <laughs> I laughed at it so long. Yeah, I, uh, I honestly don't know, oh, I think, yeah, where did that even come from? What, bloody blokes, British that. slang? I tweeted that at 6.05 a.m., so chances are, yeah, I probably tweeted that, okay, yeah, I was probably half asleep at that time because I was getting ready for work, so, yeah. It was uh, so funny, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was surprised I actually got so many tweets. I didn't think anyone was going to notice that in the first place. Yeah. Which, by the way, happy birthday again. You're 19, so good on yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, 
Hey, you know, you can actually legally buy cigarettes now in Utah. Because hey. I think they're smoking this tonight. Yeah. Nice. Smoking, you know. <laughs> smoking with the Mormons, getting my, making yeah, myself <laughs> pass out. Yep, exactly. Yeah, you do it. Yeah. I actually read something you're not, you're somewhere, no though, safe. that people who, um, people who pass out or who get nauseous when they smell cigarette smoke oftentimes are people who, if they smoke, uh, a cigarette will likely become more addicted to it. I don't know really where the things correlate, but I was trying to like read up on some information about it and I couldn't get mm. too deeply cause I was trying to read up about it at the concert. So yeah. Mm, that's interesting. So since I didn't get like nauseous or anything, that must mean then that I can't, <laughs> I can't get addicted. So ha, I'm strong. You are weak. No kidding. kidding. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, okay. Let me, uh, let me find another tweet. Hold on a second. Uh, I don't know why I'm making these weird uh, clicky clacky sounds. Mrs. Lyons used to um, make those whenever she was uh, checking our geometry homework. Was it? Was that always like a? Was that a bad sign or was that always a good sign? No, that was just the noise that she made when she was oh, checking she was her homework. Yeah, she just did that. She was always like. Oh. Yeah. I probably got annoyed by that real fast, not going to lie. But then again, I wasn't even in her class. So. No, nah, she, she, she was a very nice lady. Yeah. No, no. I, I spoke with her a few times. She did seem really nice, actually. Um, oh, man. There's actually a lot of good stuff in here. I don't know which, which one to choose. Um, Oh, here, this, this is a good one. This because just, it's so Jay Duda. Um, Jay Duda, August 1st. If John McAfee makes it as a libertarian candidate, I'll actually vote. <laughs> <laughs> that was, <laughs> I, yeah, that was funny. Oh, I like that so much. That's great. Yeah. 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 He's, uh, I think he's the, Fact, fact check me here at home if you want. I think he's the guy who created uh, McAfee software that you'll oftentimes see on your PCs at home pop up oh. to talk about. Yeah. and He made the McAfee? Oh, my gosh. I'm never going to vote for that guy. I hate the McAfee software so much. Like, every time I buy a laptop, it's always, like, it's always, like, cramming up a, um, my screen just because it's begging me to buy its service. And I don't want it because I don't even need it. Right. I'm actually going to look it up now. Oh, yeah, double, fact check me on that real quick, but I'll just kind of go. I'll just kind of go through who he is. Um, he's recently kind of gone into some like, um, like standoffs with the CIA, and he's been held in foreign jails and stuff like that. And I don't really quite understand why. Um, I think a rumor mm. is somewhere that he murdered somebody somewhere down the line. He's got some, uh, sweet sweet wife who loves him, and they're both like close to the same age um and mm. yeah um he's a really interesting guy he like posts pictures of him with like fake cocaine dust on his face like you can tell it's fake for sure mm -hmm. yeah i mean this this guy That's wants to run for the libertarian ticket he did last year and he seemed like a very respectable guy at points last year but then right after there he just kind of like memed himself uh, I think after like somebody mm. said that he 
um, offered women a lot of money to like uh, do sexual oh. favors for him or something like that. Um, gotcha. Yeah, like he, he. Yeah, I think I think after that he just kind of like memed himself. But I, I don't think the women like mm. hate him either. I think they were just like he's a really weird guy. Gotcha. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'll read out more about, him, but I will say just because. So I did. I am looking up on here. At least according to Wikipedia, yeah, he's behind. Uh, so he was behind the company, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. So he he did start that company. He's not associated. He's not associated with them anymore. I guess he left that company. But yeah, I will say I don't really like. I will say as far as the software goes, I, I despise it. Actually, I think it's kind of useless at this point because. Any antivirus software, I, I I don't care what what those people promise you. You are not quite. Hackers always find a way around those things, and it's kind of a waste of money, to be quite honest. Mm. Um, that's what it, that's always been my experience, at least. I I don't know. Maybe I I do have a family relative who works a lot with uh, computer security stuff, so uh, maybe I could maybe I'll have to fact check with them on that. But uh, yeah, that would be something cool. Yeah. to at some point ask him about that. All right, I'll try to find an Ethan Schmidt tweet real quick. All right. Oh, boy. Here, here's a cute one, your last tweet that you actually tweeted out yourself, or not yourself, the last tweet that you actually just tweeted out to your uh, timeline. Um, goes, hey, looky there. I got myself a high school diploma. Two weeks later. Two. Also, I'm going to Henderson... Uh. Henderson State University exclamation point, <laughs> party emoji hashtag salute twenty nineteen. Oh, actually, <laughs> that's funny. You didn't tweet that out. Like you did the, uh, you linked. It's a yeah, that was an Instagram. Yeah, I linked yeah, it. Okay. Yeah, I don't put out a lot of original tweets. Actually, the last really the last thing that's on my timeline is a retweet. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like <laughs> yeah. Uh, out of context SpongeBob or something. Yeah, that's pretty funny. SpongeBob, wait, we're not cavemen. We have technology. Sam's computer down on painted uh, dollar bills. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was so funny, too, because before he says that, SpongeBob was literally trying to beat the, uh, the, the dollar bill while Patrick was holding it, and so he just kept getting hit by the baseball bat. Uh, it's a classic episode. If, if any of you guys, if you guys, I'm sure everyone is probably listening to us, they've probably seen SpongeBob they're mostly just our friends but if you haven't seen spongebob look up the episode you could probably um certainly you can find the clip online but you should watch the full episode it's called wet painters it's a hilarious episode um i'm a big i'm 18 years old but i'm still a big fan of spongebob at least the first three seasons i think spongebob is honestly one of the best the first three seasons were some was some of the best television that they put out um uh, was some of the best television put out there, mainly because it wasn't a kid's show. It was a family show. It was a show that even like adults could get into because they, they did that whole Pixar thing where they would, they would every, every episode, not every episode, but every now and then in, in some episodes, they would always sneak in like these very subtle sex jokes, like very subtle. Um, it was so funny. And then there was also... There's also a really great episode too, where it was called the Sailor Mouth. It was called Sailor Mouth, and they had SpongeBob and Patrick found 
uh, some curse word on the back of the dumpster and started using it. But of course, they had to censor. Um, they had to censor it because it was Nickelodeon, you know. So they used instead of using like a regular bleep sound, they used like this dolphin, uh, <laughs> this dolphin, uh, this dolphin sound. Which, for the, fun uh, fact: a lot of vloggers started to use that as like their censor sound. Like the vloggers who, yeah, yeah. who came from Vine, especially like Jake Paul, Logan Paul. Liza Koshy, those Uh-oh. kind of people, they kind of stole that idea. Did, did we have to? Do we have to say the? Do we have to say those names on, on this podcast? Oh, sorry. I just, I just thought <laughs> they'd be kind of fun to incorporate there since they're in the news, you know. Yeah, they're always in the news. They're, well, that's the whole thing. I mean, that's their whole shtick that they just do really shocking stuff just to get a bunch of right, attention. right, Ugh. for sure. We probably, I may even just cut this out of the podcast just because I don't want to give those jackass's attention oh i mean none of our um, viewers are gonna look them up and become fans of them like one we don't have that many i know that yeah our our viewers probably know of them and already have formed their opinions on them so yeah that's fair uh i shall meditate on that um okay uh but yeah anyways tangent about spongebob over let me find another tweet from uh from jay duda here uh, there's a lot of good stuff, actually. Uh, let me... Oh, boy. Um... I like that my rants are a lot of good stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, let me... oh, I should be looking at the replies. <laughs> I should be looking at the replies, too. Um... Oh, this is a really good one I wanted to, um... I wanted to read. Uh, so, backstory behind this tweet... Um... The guy who created Twitter, uh, Jack, uh, he is from St. Louis, and uh, <clears throat> and uh, Bishop de Berg is one of the high schools uh, in St. Louis. It's a Catholic high school, um, co-ed uh, um, in St. Louis. So, yeah. <clears throat> Jay Duda, July 31st, 2019. At Jack, let Mia out of Twitter prison. At Jack, verify at Tara Wellman. At Jack, verify me. At Jack, donate something to Bishop de Berg. I drive by it every day. And it looks like shit. <laughs> that delivery was so funny. Thank you. I love Thank that you. So uh, much. Yeah. Oh my uh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was a really funny tweet, though, because, yeah, that. Man, I feel bad for that. That's a school that like was at its like it was like it it was a very popular school like back in the what eighties I think. Oh yeah, Maybe back 70s. then it had um three thousand students going there. No. Like that like that's more than that's more than SLU currently. SLU has like yeah, just over, I think it was like just, yeah. SLU high. Yeah, just sorry. over a thousand, right? <laughs> Yeah, I think it was just over a thousand. That's and that's that's considered big for Catholic high schools in St. Louis nowadays. Um, yeah. Or maybe it's a thousand two hundred because like what there's like somewhere between 220, yeah. 250, 260 people per class. Is that right? Yes, uh, something like that. Yeah, I think two hundred fifty per class. But, Whew. yeah.
let's go to a reply oh. from Ethan. Um, so he's replying. You're replying to. Um, uh, you're replying to Anna here about. I don't even know what you're talking about. Something where she put T asterisk C A and birdie was canceled. Uh, she said, I'm glad they were canceled because they were rude and annoying. And you said, hadn't watched it yet, oh. but I considered watching it. It didn't seem like my cup of tea, even though some of the people behind Bojack oh. Horseman helmed the project. Was it rude and annoying in an offensive way like South Park? Or was it just an obnoxious, noisy, oh shoot, or was it just in an obnoxious, noisy way like SpongeBob? Ooh, I fumbled over yeah. myself there a little bit, but <laughs> maybe give some explanation. Uh, don't worry, about I. That. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, my yeah. Whenever I tweet like that, it just turns to a weird ramble of a bunch of words. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I felt kind of sad about this because, like I said, I haven't watched the show yet. So maybe, uh, yeah, maybe Anna's, maybe Anna might be right about this. It definitely didn't look like my cup of tea. It seemed a little bit. <clears throat> seemed a little bit annoying. Um, so Tuca and Birdie was a show. Um, uh, it was created by a, a lady named uh, Lisa Hanawalt. Um, I, I think, I thought she was, I can't remember if she was the animator on BoJack Horseman um, or she was just a producer behind, uh, producer on the show. Let me look up here real quick. Um No, she just uh, okay. So she was a she was a production designer, I guess, um, uh, for BoJack Horseman. Um, she works she works very closely very closely, uh, with um, with uh, Raphael Bob Waxberg. Uh, he's the guy who created BoJack Horseman. Um, BoJack Horseman is my favorite show. Um, Probably of all time. I said SpongeBob was one of the best, uh, some of the best uh, TV out there, but I will say I think Bojack Horseman is probably my favorite show um, of all time. It, it's certainly one of the. It's one of those shows that um, breaks a lot of boundaries, uh, and it um, it's one that's willing to to mess around with plot structure um, and, and its world building as well. Um, it, it's a very dynamic show. It changes. It changes its world and, and its style and its tone um, in order to uh, in order to uh, conform with our own uh, with our uh, in order to conform with our own dynamic culture. Um, that's why I felt like it addressed the the Me Too movement so well um, uh, because they they actually took they took something that just happened just so happened to come up. Um, they had some they had something related to. Uh, um, sexual harassment uh, that came up in season two and uh, they were they were able to bring that back for season five and sort of take almost this uh, um, this meta uh, this meta reflection uh, um, on the show is able to take a meta reflection on itself and also provide some commentary from the me too movement as a whole which I thought that was absolutely profound it's like these writers were criticizing themselves for contributing to um for contributing to uh, uh 
for contributing to uh, to to the silencing of uh, uh, the silencing of uh, of harassed women, um, as well as commenting on the movement as a whole. If that makes any sense, I know I'm kind of rambling like an idiot right now. It does. You sound um, you sound very so anyways, intelligent right now, my man. Really, that's that is very surprising. Uh, but thank you, thank you, big dog. Um, so, anyways. So I was so on the fence about Tuca and Birdie because, um, you know, I have limited time, so I, I kind of choose which shows I watch uh, somewhat carefully. I'm a little bit picky about what shows I watch because I'd like to watch each show. Um, whenever I start a show, I intend to finish finish the show, um, almost like it's a book or something like that. You know, I, I just don't. I know there are people who like like to. Uh, there are people who like to watch like you know one episode of one show and then another episode of another show. I I can't do that. I whenever I Whenever I watch a show, it needs to keep me. Um, it needs to make me want to watch the next episode. Um, anyways, uh, Bojack Horseman is one of those shows that, of course, kept me focused. So Tuka and Birdie, I, I, I wasn't too sure if I really wanted to watch it or not, just because, like I said, I had other shows I wanted to watch at the time. Um, but even when I was watching the trailer, it did feel like it was. Even though I know the show had good intentions, I think it was another one. That I, I think. Um, it was certainly one of those shows that was looking to, um, that was, uh, that was looking to, uh, put some female characters in, in the spotlight and, and it looked like some interesting female characters. Like I thought they, they, they seemed like really cool characters. Um, even if they did seem a little bit annoying and obnoxious, uh, I think they did seem very interesting at least. So, uh, you know, I think it might've been worth the watch, but, um, I decided not to just cause I really wanted to watch Breaking Bad and I did kind of want to sit on the fence for that show because I just wasn't too sure if I wanted to watch it. Um, but anyways, I guess um, I guess didn't get the viewership uh, that Netflix was expecting, and so they canceled the show. Um, so it only ran for one season, which was really sad because I, I guess a lot of people, um, it, it got a lot of good reviews among critics. Um, and a lot, it, seemed, it seemed like it developed a pretty nice fan base, I guess, but... Yeah, it's interesting how Netflix um, yeah. is actually at a point, though, to where they're no longer really too big to fail because of um, the fact that they're they're cutting different shows and upping um, mm. costs, not just out of greed, but because of the fact that they're unable to pay some of these um, unable to pay some of these companies that, uh, you know, own the rights to the movies to um, let them have it on mm. their platform. I thought that Netflix would always be too big to fail, but now they're at a point to where. Um, sorry, Jay. You, sorry, Jay. You kind of cut out again. Well, um, could you? Oh, okay. I was just <clears throat> just I make was sure. talking about how Netflix is no longer at a point to where it's it's too big to fail. I thought that Netflix would never see mm. its downfall. I thought that Netflix was always going mm. to be too big to fail, starting like five years ago, maybe seven years ago. Um, it just became so big and so mm. popular. Everybody talked about it. People talked about Netflix being their girlfriend um, on Valentine's <laughs> Day. Um, and now it's mm. now Netflix is at the point to where they're cutting important or cutting very big shows uh, and movies from their platform mm. and also upping the upping the monthly cost because of the fact that they're having a hard time paying back some of these studios mm. that are providing well, the movies to their platform. Yeah, I'm not, um, what am I thinking here? 
Yeah, I guess um, I'm not too sure if it's a concern that um, I think when Netflix is trying to do <clears throat> right now, um, especially Netflix originals, I think um, there are some there are some really good Netflix originals like Stranger Things, um, House of Cards, even though it had a you know it had an a <clears throat> its main actor end up. Uh, um, end up, uh, well, uh, even though it's main actor, end up, uh, uh, being me too, sexually, me too, yeah. Uh, sex yeah, exactly. You know, it was revealed that Kevin Spacey was, uh, doing some really bad stuff. Um, but for what it's worth, you know, House of Cards was another really popular Netflix original. And there's also Orange is the New Black. There's, uh, um, got <clears throat> Ozark, the one with the Jason Bateman. That was a really... Yes, I know everyone's going to go, oh, it wasn't actually filmed in the Ozarks. Oh, my gosh, I can't watch this show. It's a good show, nonetheless. I really like it. Um, and it's a, it's a well-made it's a well -made was show. Was Arrested Development a um, Netflix original? It was bought by Netflix. So it, <clears throat> it had an interesting history. And this is another show that was canceled, uh, sadly, because it was so good. It was so good. I don't... And I, we don't need to ask someone who, like, watched, who was there at the time whenever... Um, it got canceled because it, yeah, they, it went for three seasons on Fox and they just couldn't get the viewership that they were looking for. And they they, they cut it um, and they actually kind of left them a bit of a cliffhanger. Um, then about five years later, um, about five years later, uh, Netflix bought the rights to it so they could stream the old seasons, which everyone you know, was beloved by, beloved by a lot of people. <clears throat> and then they also tried to do their, they tried to reboot not really reboot. They tried to continue the series. It wasn't a good continuation of it. And uh, yeah, season four was not that great. I didn't even finish season five. Um, I heard the season five, the second part of season five was kind of underwhelming. But I liked the first part of season five. I thought there were some nice moments with the first part of season five. Yeah, because the old Netflix originals um, especially and a lot of the Netflix movies, not documentaries, but movies oftentimes just have been really really just 32 percent on rotten tomatoes fall on their face bad yeah like that yeah and i think that's part of the reason why i think netflix is, is canceling shows like tuca and birdie i think is they're still trying to shake that image of the netflix original brand off i think they're trying um i think they they want to be sure that they have like game of thrones quality shows and and they want to be sure that, that they have these game of thrones kind of numbers um in order to uh, in order to fix that brand, i.e., Stranger Things. I'm not sure if I like that. I'm not sure if I like that approach, to be honest, um, because I don't think people get Netflix just for those originals. I, I think um, I think people get Netflix because they get some originals. They get at least some good original content, and they also get uh, they can also get some content from other uh, from other uh, networks like AMC, like. Uh, NBC, at least for the time being. I know The Office is going to be coming off, coming off uh, pretty soon. Um, yeah, right. I mean, but seriously, yeah, I feel, Netflix. Um, I've never really, I've never really go. gotten into a Netflix original before. So, yeah, there's my two cents. Um, 
anyways, yeah, we're definitely starting to drag this one out. Um, but yeah, uh, so uh, right now Netflix is kind of trying to shake. Uh, um, Netflix is trying to to shake off uh, <clears throat> this image. Uh, this image or this uh, what's the image, the image of the Netflix original brand that it's only just crappy indie movies, uh, movies and TV shows. And that's why they're starting to be a little more picky about, um, about viewership and whatnot. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, that's why they cut Tuca and Birdie, I think. It, it may have been a good show, I, I still need to watch it, but uh, yeah, I thought that was, um, I thought that was an interesting opinion because at least based on, based on the trailer, I could see she's. I could see her opinion. I can. I can see why she might feel that way. Um, so I, I probably have to watch it for myself in order to, um, in order to see what she's talking about. <clears throat> oh gosh, my voice cracked again. Uh, in order to see what she's talking about. Um, yeah. Um, let me find. Uh, let me find a Jay Duda tweet here real quick. Let me find one of his replies. Ah, my tea is cold now. Ah. Um. Oh, this one, okay. Jay Duda, July 27th, 2019. My pronouns are dogstar slash dogstar slash dogstario. <laughs> okay, so this one just comes from me seeing a lot of people having their pronouns in their bio, and a lots of times it's mm -hmm. just like a guy, and he's just like mine is he, him, his, and I'm like, okay, dude, did we really have to? Did we really have to know that? Um, mm. I, I guess, I guess you could certainly take offense to what I'm saying, and I probably would understand if you did. I, I just am probably very ignorant on understanding the concept of gender because I've really never had much of an um, identity issue. I'm not talking about like um, being transgender or um, having a form of dysphoria, but like just think uh, just like levels of gender outside of two. I don't or outside know. of uh, I, I, I have know. a outside of male and female. I just have a very hard time grasp, grasping it. And if anybody would ever like to reach out to me to kind of help me understand and maybe educate me a bit, I'd, I'd appreciate it. Yeah, yeah that's a, yeah, that's a nice one. <clears throat> same, and I think same goes for everything. We don't. I mean, it's always important, you know, to learn more about that. It, it is a complicated issue. I think personally, for me, I mean, I, you know, um, <clears throat> I thought that was, I thought it was pretty funny, just because I liked, uh, you know, I liked the you know, the idea of someone uh, someone's pronoun being a dog star dog. I thought that was kind of, I thought that was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, personally for me too, you know, I. As far as I'm concerned, like I, I really don't care whether or not people have a pronoun. They just need to. They just need to communicate that. That's all. Um, that's that's why I feel like people are putting that on their bias just because they just want to communicate that. Just be like, hey, like, these are my pronouns, and you know, um, just because I want you to know that, so that way I, so that way I don't have any communication issues. Um, this is what I like. This is what I prefer to be called, and I'd really appreciate if you called me that. I think that's what you know. It's. <clears throat> I think it's starting to become more of a. Just a nice courtesy. Um, just to let people know that um, it's also a nice courtesy for everyone else to, I guess, respect that. If that makes any sense, like at the um, 
I remember at the improv shop, like they actually, um, we would do these things called student student jams. Um, and basically what happened is like all the students were taking classes there. They could uh, meet up um, on Thursday night um, before they would start doing shows there. And everyone could just get up on the stage and start doing some improv scenes. And before those started, like they would have us introduce each other like, hey, I'm Ethan or hey, I'm Bill or whatever. And uh, um, they asked us, they, the guy told us, you know, uh, give us your uh, preferred pronouns. Um, so like I said, it's just, I think it's becoming more of just like this polite courtesy just to, um, just to give, just throw that out there. Um, um, just so there's not any com uh, confusion um, about, com about communication and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I actually appreciate that you did say that, Jay, about uh, becoming more educated, because I think that is, um, I don't know, I feel like it's an issue that not a lot of people are really educated about. And I think, um, yeah, I think we should be more, uh, we shouldn't be afraid to ask, um, ask questions like that, just like, hey, like, can you help me like explain like what, um, what like why, do, why does one person feel, uh, how does one person feel, um, how does one per person feel that they're not male or female, that, that they're some other gender, like how, how does that work, that sort of thing. I think that is, um, um, I think that's something that we need to be more, um, we shouldn't be afraid to ask ask that, I think. I think that's something that we should be able, because um, whenever, whenever people are more willing to ask about that, then that means that people are also going to learn more about the issue. And maybe then we can also all come to a better understanding of what, of, of, uh, um, of what gender is and how we need to treat that yeah. sort of thing. Um, so yeah, on that note, it is getting pretty late. I think it's, it's 11.59. Um, so it is going to be August 3rd soon. Um, My sister Sarah's birthday. Really? Well, happy birthday. Happy birthday to Sarah. Should we, should we read one Ethan Schmidt tweet before we go? It's a, it's a reply to one of my tweets. Okay, yeah, sure. I guess that's a great way to end this episode. Yeah, sure. Imagine, so this is my tweet. Imagine if Donald Trump woke up one day and he was just Steve Mushimi's character, Donnie from The Big Lebowski. Ethan Schmidt replies, imagine the news headlines. President Trump announces he'd like to be called Donnie. President Trump reveals his passion for bullying and gives up golfing. President Trump rebrands his hotels as Donnie Towers, plans to install multiple bowling alleys. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I was actually... That was a tweet. <laughs> that was actually a tweet that I was... Uh, um, that I contemplate putting it out there because I, I, I think that was the first time I even dipped my toes into anything political. Um, that wasn't even that political. That was just... That was, was just a mess. Just, yeah, exactly. Just jokes. Exactly. It was just kind of a mindless, stupid joke. Uh, anyways, that's yeah. I forgot, I forgot about that. Um, all right. Anyways, on that note, guys, um, I think we're gonna end this episode. Um, as always, uh, thank you for watching uh, Tea Time with the Big Dogs. Uh, we do appreciate it. Um, you guys are the appreciate reason. You guys. Yeah, we, we, you guys are the reason why we like making this because as long as we know that someone is listening to what we have to babble on about, we're still going to keep making these podcasts. Um, so, yeah, let us know. I know we keep saying this. I don't think really anyone tells us like a topic to, to talk about. We just kind of decided on our own. But if you guys do have any topics that you'd like us to talk about, um, 
please uh, don't hesitate uh, to shoot us a message on Instagram, Twitter, um, MySpace, uh, 4chan. <laughs> Kidding. Um, <laughs> but yeah, stupid joke. Um, anyways, yeah. So uh, I think that's it. All right, guys. I'm uh, Big Dog Ethan. I'm Big Dog Jay. Send some we- bitcoins my way. Ooh, bitcoins. Nice. Give me some too, okay? And uh, yeah, I'd love some bitcoins, actually. Anyways, we are signing out. Uh, Have a good one. Take care, guys.